On a night like any other, three young boys, Jake, Zack, and Pierce, are seated around a campfire. When suddenly, they decide to put effort into an episode. <laughs> oh, the humanity! Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 15 of This Week in Irrelevance. And we got a very, very special one coming at you guys this week. We have our Cryptids podcast. So we're going to be doing this a little bit different today. So we're, we're kind of just going to give you guys a run through before you guys shit your pants. Um, each one of us studied up a topic, did our own research on it, things of nature like that. So we do know what the other guy was going to do, but we don't know anything about what they were going to do, what they're going to say. So we're kind of going to go through a run through person by person. And uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time and try not to get too fucking scared out there. If you got little kids listening, which you never should do the podcast. <laughs> Especially to this podcast. <laughs> Especially yeah. to this fucking podcast. Because it might get a little fucking weird. Yeah, you don't want your toddler learning fucking <clears throat> racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want your little toddler knowing how to insert butt plugs. Yeah, but, yeah that that's too. Just me. Or how to wash that's their me. sex doll. Or knowing all the answers to the gayest game show in history. Yeah. True. <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, before we uh, get into the episode, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IrrelevancePod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at This Week in Irrelevance. If you want to be featured on an episode, email us at IrrelevancePod at gmail.com. And uh, last thing on the agenda, consider leaving us a rating wherever you're listening. Now let's get into it. Okay, boys. I'm up first. All right. I'm not going to do no voice, but, <laughs> but I'm just going <laughs> to talk. It's an urban legend, a ghost story. It went viral at the boom of the internet circa 1998, as in most scripted stories at the time. When people had an opportunity to share their experiences of the unexplained, People took advantage of that. While most were debunked, there were a few that stood out. A few that no one could explain. A few that left the hairs on your arm stand. A few that made you look over your shoulder as the thought of the unexplained could be right there. That knock on the door. That fast movement you see out the corner of your eye. Is it explainable? Maybe. Maybe not. Which one of these urban legends stand out? Well, let's dig deeper into the children of black eyes. The black eyed children. These well, sinister stories. I love them. <laughs> yeah, don't get them fucking confused. <laughs> these Go sinister ahead. stories are as old as time themselves. Stories of these childlike specters, these pale children with solid black eyes. Before we dig into the stories of these unknown children, let me tell you what we do know. The age range between these kids is typically six to sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, how how do we how do they gauge that? How do they know that? Just off based based off appearance, and uh, oh. they're in the stories. You will hear these children talk like they talk to people, right? Right. We'll get into it, but they also say that it starts at six because that's a demonic number. Oh, sick. Number. That's fair. You know what I mean? That's kind of my opinion on it. They, I've never read that, but that's my opinion on it. I don't know. I just also find kids creepy as fuck. Yeah, like little kids. I don't know something about them. Like it's just weird. It's like they know something that we don't. Well, it's kind of like know. the stereotype of every horror movie, right? A little kid, little girl. Mm -hmm. That's like the 
Like to me, that's one of the scariest fucking things that can be in a horror movie. Is the kid? Yeah, like in the grudge or whatever. Annabelle. I guess that's a doll, but it's kind of the best of both worlds: <laughs> doll and a little girl. Well, yeah. The thing about All being right. like a little kid too is that like you really don't remember a lot of shit from then. So maybe there could be weird shit going on that we don't even know about that they're experiencing, but that's just normal to them. Yeah, like they don't know, right? Yeah. They don't know any different. And the thing about these kids is they're typically only seen at night. Okay. You, it's not like you'll walk down the road and see a, typically see a kid with black eyes. Um, okay. th- these sightings have also not been designated to one specific location on the globe, and these, uh, these children have been seen all around the world. And they have been more particular into more religious countries and cities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which kind of falls into the whole evil spirit thing. More like, yeah, but, like the demon thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they stick to like high religious areas. You said they often, often. They just hang right. out. Not all, like, no, but not like, all the time. They just hang out okay. with the Mormons all the time. <laughs> the most notorious encounter of these unknown humanoid cryptids was in Vermont, which we will get into. Okay. Um, often seen by one adult at a time. Typically, never a family that sees them. You know, it's one or one, maybe two people, which is also one thing. Like, as I'm talking about this, I'm not necessarily saying like it's 100% real because when you get stories that are told and one person was typically there every time, it's a lot easier to make up, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's, but that is one thing that I, while reading stories, I, always kind of notice is that it's like one person they're often known for coming up and asking for favors of sorts towards adults they'll come up to adults and these kids they never really typically come up to other children it'll only typically come up to adults okay so they they'll be known to come up and ask to get a ride or ask to come inside and wait till their parents pick them up and stuff like that. And that kind of goes with, uh, they say as soon as you let them into your house, you're letting an entity into your house. The devil. Okay. Yeah. I never got where that like that uh, idea came from, that you had to invite evil into your house. You know, that there's just like this common fucking thing that, oh, I didn't, I didn't invite you in, so you can't come in. Well, it's just like One... summoning a demon, right? You got to summon it into the world. Yeah. yeah. Summoning it into your house. One thing that I found super creepy, man, is uh, it's never just one kid. Okay. They're, they off, they're often in groups. Ooh. Or at least at least a minimum of two. Yeah. I think a pair of them makes it scarier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They are uh, known to be seen around reoccurring locations, like not typical spots, but like in the world. But they're mostly known... Or seen uh, near highways, uh, rural neighborhoods sitting on people's front porches, often waiting for people to come home. Um, they're also known to be in the woods, and uh, or even found in people's houses, often following and stalking people. The woods fucking freak me out. Like, yeah, ugh. like whenever you say like seeing something in the woods, that's enough for me. That fucking freaks me out. Even if there was, even if it wasn't just two kids with black eyes. Seeing two kids standing together in the woods 
is freaky enough for me. Yeah, I'd shit my yeah, pants. Right I, there. I'll get in. I'll get into all that. While people uh, don't know what these solid black-eyed children are, there are many accusations made, such as ghosts, demons, practitioners of evil magic, alien-human hybrids, or even vampires. A little bit of crossbreeding. I can get down with that. <laughs> that was, that was, you know, I was doing a lot of reading, and most of the conspiracy theorists and people who study this work, they find that the most realistic over them um, being aliens i feel like they're if they're if anything they're like messengers from like a fucking different dimension rather than aliens you know mm-hmm. well that also or, goes into the same thing though because lots of people believe aliens are from a different dimension as well right yeah yeah, yeah. mine or, actually ties into that sorry go ahead or kids just playing hoaxes on older folk with the pupils, iris, and sclera, jet black. Like, Wait, all, their entire eye is black? Their entire eye. Like, where the white of your eye is, everything. The whole right. eyeball is black. Just a black okay. marble inside their head. Like, it, yeah. it uh, makes me think of that Caroline when she has the buttons for the eyes. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Her mom is so scary in that, but I'd still smash. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We have a few encounters and stories that claim to be true, and you guys can make your own decisions on that. So with that, let's hop into our first story, our first encounter. Hit me with it, baby. We're going to start off with the story in Vermont that was probably one of the more well-known stories and kept getting shared and that I read a lot about. Okay. Okay? So the story kind of goes like this i got it right in front of me actually it doesn't go like this This is exactly how it went (laughs) or how it was explained to have gone this is not plagiarism (laughs) wait uh before we start i'd like to admit that i've encountered a man with black eyes before but this was at quiznos when i was in grade 12 and it made me stop eating eating my sub because i was grossed out yeah they were tattooed probably they were oh He didn't have any messages for me, but <laughs> right. he came up Ready? to you and said, give me that sub boy. I would have gave it to him. I couldn't eat anymore. I was so grossed out. <laughs> this, this story that I'm about to read, when you listen to it, you think it's a ghost thing. Okay. But at the end of the story, the way that it got represented at the very end, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. makes me think it's more alien like. Okay. Okay. So, and before I keep going on, um, these kids, majority of these stories are these kids coming up, knocking on people's doors in the middle of the night, and the, or you're sitting there at a stop sign, and these kids walk out and knock on the glass on your door, and stuff like that. Fuck that. Okay? Nope. <laughs> okay, so, there's a, in a snowy town within the middle of nowhere, Vermont. An elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door, which is also a number that is incorporated with the ghostly phenomenon. Uh, they opened the door and saw two children, uh, one boy and one girl. In quotations, the children said, parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elder couple, elderly couple were hesitant, but after a little bit, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot chocolate and the husband asked some questions that went all unanswered. 
The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. So that's a big thing too. You know, they say that animals can sense weird shit. Yeah. You yeah. know? They can, yeah. Well, from what I read. Yeah. The children asked, maybe please use the restroom. Okay. The wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them. As they walked towards the bathroom, she noticed that their eyes were as black as a starless universe. So the jet black eyes. Yeah. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband who was covering his face with his hand. The wife said, did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. The fuck? The power suddenly started to go out and die down, and the house was turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then <laughs> exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and very slender. The oh. wife waved, but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children then drove together away in a car. So the thing that I was talking about with the aliens was the slender beings. Yeah, that, yeah the men in black. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. Mm-hmm. It sounded like the men in black to me. It could just be their like two the, gay dads, though. It could be, the, it could be their two gay dads, you're right. But the thing is, that kind of threw me off, which we're, we're, we're not done yet, by the way. Yeah. No, no. The thing that threw me off was the three knocks. Yeah. Right? Three times twice. That's 66. The three knocks and also the cat being freaked out. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what threw me towards that. Right. Um, The power then came back on a little after the kids left. Throughout the week, weird things began to happen in the house. Three out of the four cats went missing. The husband continued to have uncontrollable nosebleeds out of nowhere and went to a doctor where he was diagnosed with a various, uh, very aggressive skin cancer. Oh, weird. And had no, no recollection or uh, not recollection, uh, no previous notion or uh, whatever, right? No other previous nosebleeds or any other signs yeah, right. of things that could have been that. Just got melanoma all of a sudden. That's fucked. See, like... That, that's the end of the story is with the skin cancer. But that's something that I found super weird, too. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Not a huge fan of that. I'm just, uh, like myself, I'm just imagining, like, being out at, like, say you could actually live out at the farm, like, in that farmhouse there and that shit happening there. Oh, oh yeah, like your farmhouse. Yeah, like, that makes my fucking skin crawl, man. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very comforting, man. <laughs> no, it's not. This to me just sounds like uh, what owning, owning, what having kids feels like. But just regular <laughs> kids. The uh, <laughs> the thing I get most out of this story is like, why the fuck? Like, young people, sure they'll make that shit up all day long, but like old people, what the fuck do yeah, they like, gain well, from making that up? There have to be a weird reasoning behind that. Yeah, dementia. And, uh... <laughs> Dementia. Dementia yeah, makes you see not fucking black eyed kids now. But we're gonna <laughs> run we're gonna kinda of run this back to the earliest verified article. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is actually written by a journalist named Brian Bethel, and he was a reporter for a newspaper in West Central Texas. Okay. In uh late nineties. All right. Okay. 
So it, this is going to be another story. Okay. So just kind of follow along with me. Bethel ended up writing this article about himself for his newspaper and told the story of it going on. So in the piece, Bethel recounted part, parking one night off of North First Street, a busy through fair in the suburbs of Albaline, Texas. I don't know where that is in Texas. Don't give a fuck. While attempting to write a check by the light of a nearby street lamp, Bethel heard a knock at the window where stood by his car. Hoods pulled over their faces. He described one as having pale skin and dark hair. The other pale and freckled with ginger hair. The first boy explained that they wanted to see the film. Jake, you're going to get horny for this. Mortal Kombat. but had forgotten their money at his mother's house and they required a lift to go retrieve it i'm pretty sure this was me when i was a kid (laughs) but one thing one thing you'll see reoccurring is they always tend to ask for favors right so they draw you in they always tend to ask ask for permission so that's kind of a fucking weird thing too that's a common thing with demons is like tricking you into like you asking them, so it's not their fault that you, you know, you, you did this to yourself sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And they're very polite. They tend to be very polite. Yeah. All right. Well, they give no identification of any ill intentions. Bethel described being gripped by a mounting, mounting sense of dread. And it was nonplussed yeah. when he realized that the final showing of the film for the evening had already started. The two boys would have already missed the bulk of it by the time they managed to return with the money. The talkative one's assurance only added to his fears. So one kid was kept talking about it and saying, oh, well, it's going to be okay. Like, just keep giving us a ride and we'll get there. It'll be good. It'll be okay. And things like that. Particular after the child stressed, we don't have a gun or nothing. Quote, unquote, he said that. <laughs> Truly frightening now, Bethel moved to lock his car door, glancing down at the mechanism as he did. On return it, on return gaze of the boys both now had jet black eyes staring at him intently oh so they had also... black eyes before no they did but they had hood over their faces so they couldn't see oh mm-hmm. i got gotcha. you their demeanor had also markedly cha- markedly changed and they angrily demanded for him to let him in as he quickly put the car into reverse and began to back up the spokesman banged on the window demanding let us in we can't come in unless you say it's okay did you say the spokesman? The person, that one who is more vocal than the other. Ah, okay. Quickly leaving the parking lot, Bethel glanced in his rearview mirror to see that both boys are completely vanished. Despite there being no obvious hiding places, they could have reached in the few seconds that had passed. Hmm. So that's a story of the person who kind of got this whole thing set. So he's he's the... He created this sort of thing. Or not created it, but he, he's the one who brought it to light. He, mm-hmm. he was the witness. Exactly. He was, he was patient zero. <laughs> yeah. He was patient right. zero. For the most part. These stories have been going on for a long time, but that was kind of like the first person who brought something to a light in a right. journalism sense. Yeah. yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Makes total sense. He's the whistleblower. <laughs> he is the whistleblower. It's weird that that happened to him. Mm-hmm. It is weird. <laughs> like being a reporter, you know, like it, 
that's fucked. You're always looking for stories and then one comes to you. Like, that's fucked. But that also is the part that makes you think, is that easily debunkable? Yeah. Was he running yeah. out of shit in a small town? Is yeah. there a reason why he made it up? Oh, so he was a reporter in a small town? Abilene, well, Albany, small I don't town? know how much people Albany, Albaline has. I could see where you're coming from with the sort of small town news reporter running out of There's things. There's 125,000 people. Damn it! Oh. I was just looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> but this is back in the 90s. Couldn't have changed all that much. But yeah. But see, that that's another thing that kind of popped up into my head too. Is there was stories of this shit before, but there was never stories of it like how there is until the internet came out. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you, you supposed know to share it, right? Well, that's just it. But then again, you know, you there are stories. There's stories of Bigfoot that have been around for hundreds of years that people would know without the internet. Yeah, like you it, know, you, it's you know uh, what I mean. It's a double-edged sword because so many people on the internet are just looking to culminate views or clicks, right? So they'll make shit up. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's like maybe it has something to do with the radio frequencies or something like that if you want to go that route you know yeah that's not the only time that this story's hit the big time like has been published we're gonna hop across the pond to good old the good old uk okay and there's a tabloid called the daily star in the uk oh yeah the fucking best news outlet <laughs> in the fucking world while they are not very credible, <laughs> okay, I'm saying, I'm saying, in cops, they are not very credible. <laughs> so, yeah, disclaimer. Uh, I don't know if any, not credible. I don't know if any tabloid is extremely credible. No, yeah. but they carried uh, sensationalized headlines about black-eyed childrens three times over the period of one week in 2014. Oh, shit. Interesting. Claiming that multiple sightings of resembled black-eyed children have been made around Canock Chase, an area of protected countryside close to Birmingham in the West Midlands. While this story isn't as big, I just wanted to throw this out there because it did come from a news source, and for them to put it three times and then one a week, I find <clears> this kind of weird. Yeah, that it, <clears throat> something has to warrant that, right? Yeah. yeah, and this this is one of the more one of the newer articles that I could find about this whole entire thing, right? Right. Finn doesn't okay. like hearing about this shit. Mm-mm. Finn wants to go take a shit. <laughs> yeah. So one woman described her encounter to a local paranormal investigator, which are not credible either. Paranormal investigators are not fucking. <laughs> Incredible. Are you telling me the reason I the reason I say that is because their whole job is to base around that proof shit is fucking real. Are you telling me Ghost Hunters isn't real? No, Zach Baggins isn't. He's not real. (laughs) Zach Baggins. Yeah. What a name. What a guy. Well, okay. This lady was walking around in the woods with her infant daughter, just on a hike, woodland walk. It says. Okay. When she when she heard a child crying, after initially finding nothing after looking around for quite some time, she turned around to find a young girl. This is the only. By the way, this isn't the story, but this is the only story that I found really where it was just one child. So just one kid. 
yeah. one kid and it was a young girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she turned around and she saw this young girl who she estimated to be around 10 years old. Okay. She stood close to her hands covering her eyes. After being asked if she was the one who was screaming, the girl took her hands off her eyes, revealing solid black eyes. Before vanishing, when the woman took her eyes off her for less than a second to pick up her daughter, that girl was gone and never seen again. Not a big fan of that. I don't like that. (laughs) Uh, But that was it. She just just sort of fucking was fucking around in the forest, screamed, and then showed her black eyes. And then then just went to go down to pick up her baby, and then she was gone. Hmm. Huh. So... Do they mean any harm whatsoever, aside from giving that one guy skin cancer? See, and you don't even know if that's what that was, but not not initially. The the thing is is that it's just more of a uh, feeling of overwhelmingness and stuff like that when you see him. It's almost just to put fear into you. Yeah, yeah it seems like, to yeah. be. You know what I mean? Which also goes to be when I wrote my intro, I also said it could be kids just fucking her around with elderly people because most of these stories are also about elderly people and if there's anything yeah. more convincing than children or people that are easily convinced than children it's fucking old people or you know, look at it this way what do old people fear the most death mm-hmm. this could be a bad omen type of deal Maybe. it could be yeah you know that uh these children are a vision of an, an omen mm-hmm. something like that because mm-hmm. they know what's coming you know, they ain't fighting that. They know they're going to die, right? They're the, they're the precursor to death, you're saying? Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of books talking about that. And actually, mine ties into that a little bit. I wanted to get a good variety and uh, sense of some of these encounters. You know, they all offer a little bit little bit of a different taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. That hmm. first one, I believe, is more of an alien-type thing. Alien-type beat? Because you, you hear... Not to go into aliens, but you do hear aliens of people encountering them and things going wrong with them afterwards yeah. with the oh, people yeah. and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and especially with that Men in Black sort of thing at the end, like the Men in Black have been recorded throughout history too. Mm-hmm. I think the the creepier thing about the first one for me is that they go into this these people's house, right? And they only say two things the whole time they're there. Our parents yeah. are going to be here, and our parents are here. That makes it spookier for me that they're not Yeah, that's talking. freaky. Yeah. See, it's a little details that kind of make you fucking yep. yeah. think, right? As no one really knows what these kids are, the people who do claim to see them and spend their time hunting ghosts and things of that nature, they <laughs> do swear that these things are legit. Right. But the people <laughs> otherwise aren't really so convinced. <laughs> All the people who are hunting them have to admit that they're obviously. legit or else they're out of a job. Um, the most kind of interesting theory concerning like the children's origins and shit that I read, um, I just kind of read this thing uh, from a book. This book is called, I'll plug it, <laughs> Your Haunted Lives, The Black-Eyed Kids. Mm. So kind of according to this legend in this book, it's something called Otcon or some shit. It's uh, spoken in ancient Aroquis, whatever. It's an Indian legend, right? Iroquois. Iroquois, Indians. Uh, Indians believed in a dark power called the Octan or whatever that could take over children. 
and an evil one who would mate with human females to reduce black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth and burnt to stop them from resurrecting. (laughs) Children wandering alone in the woods could also be taken over by that and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin, acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and all the infected people with the octon or whatever. That's kind of something that I came across, kind of like an Indian legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. If that stuff is to be believed, then that is a pretty logical explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you a believer? Naturally, do do with this information what you will. I personally take everything I see on the internet with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. However, I will say this. It's a fucking spooky story. It's a good cryptid. Definitely a spooky story for sure. It definitely is a spooky story, yeah. Um, there's one other thing I kind of want to add into all of, all of, all of, all of that. One thing that I find is when you start to get spooky shit on your brain, you almost, it's like, it's like a fucking, um, placebo. You almost start to convince yourself that shit's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once you get a sense of fear into yourself, you can convince yourself that there's a lot more going on than there actually was. Well, yeah. it's the you same thing. You can convince thing. yourself to see shit that wasn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Your brain so becomes kind of... more susceptible. Like, it's the same thing after you watch, like, a horror movie, right? And you're all freaked oh, yeah. out after? Absolutely. So that's one thing that I want to say, too. You know, like, I mean, realistically, I get two kids knocking on my door, whether I knew about this shit or not, I'm going to be freaked out. <laughs> you, <laughs> know? you know what I mean? I'm going to be questioning shit i'm going to be skeptical of their actual reasoning why they're there regardless and (laughs) you know your mind could just take you in a completely different direction no for sure that's just my two cents on it and i kind of just wanted to finish up with that next time i see girl scouts coming to my door i'm slamming the door in their faces (laughs) just checking the eyes from now on look at me look at me real quick can we take cookies close the door (laughs) (laughs) that that uh I got to admit, I didn't think I was going to be, like, affected by that at all. Because I'm not a very, like, paranormal guy. I'm more like an extraterrestrial guy when it comes to the stuff like this. But that actually kind of freaked me out. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of, like, ghosts and shit. Like, like I I'm said, a, I'm if a fan you have of it, but... kids around, do not be listening to this episode <laughs> yeah. with them there. You can see your four-year-old standing there at the fucking edge of your bed just staring at you one night and you're going to crack him <laughs> across the face. Mama, you <laughs> Mama, fool up! Imagine, imagine trying to explain that one to CPS. I thought he was one of the black eyed kids. <laughs> now he's got a black eye. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. What are you doing, Jake? Not much, you. You didn't just open the door? No. Dead ass. No. I heard the door open and Finn got up and like heard it too. Oh no. <laughs> Go out and look. Fuck off. You're coming with me. Okay. All right. And that is the end of my cryptid tale. Take what you want out of that. And uh, Jakey, you're up next, man. I'm doing what the, what can be construed as a paranormal tale or paranormal type beat. But I look at it uh, at, the, at one of them as uh, extraterrestrial. And the other as like a 
just sort of high strangeness. But uh, so what I'm doing it on is the West Virginian hotbed, which is uh, a, like I'm only doing two two occurrences that happened in the West Virginian hotbed. West Virginia has so much cryptids and weird activity in it. It's insane. There's so much to choose from. And I just chose like the two ones that I really like. And the first one I'm going to be doing is the Flatwoods Monster. And the second one is the Mothman. Everyone knows the Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Mothman, but a lot of people don't know the extent of the Mothman. I guess I can just dive right in. What happened was it was 7.15 on September 12th, 1952. Oldie. It's an oldie. Long time ago. There was a bright flash over the West Virginia sky. More specifically, the sky over the little town of Flatwoods in Braxton County. So a good old place. Hicktown. Hicktown, USA. Man. I just dropped my fucking journal. Now, <laughs> uh, two brothers, Edmund or <laughs> Edward. I a journal. <laughs> uh, two brothers, Edward and Fred May, were taking an evening go-about with their friend Tommy. Tommy Heyer. Are on their bustling town in the home of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Am I right, boys? Hey, hey, can't get better than the Blue Ridge Mountains. Some back Ridge Mountains. <laughs> back Ridge. Uh, there was also another boy named Neil Nunley, but he's irrelevant, so I don't even. He was with them, but I only found I only found him once. He like does, he doesn't get to be included in the Skin Flute Ranch, I guess. Oh yeah, we didn't even fucking say what what this was. <laughs> the Whatever. Skin flute, how? Yeah. Yeah. This is we're 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 coming at you from the Skin Flute Ranch, by the way. Where was I even? Uh, you oh. talk about the guy that you didn't you're, care about. You're introducing the boys. Right. I introduced the boys. Heath yeah. Ledger oh. and Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Uh, the town of Flatwoods is currently the whitest town in America, unofficially, with a whopping ninety-nine point three percent white population. Sure. That, that was back in 2010. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. I thought you were going to say the 50s. No, I'm, but I can only assume it's gotten whiter. I'm sure it's diversified <laughs> by now. No. Uh, not at all. Because uh, the numbers I got from uh, year 2000, uh, the white population was 99 or 97.13. So <laughs> it's actually gotten it's only, whiter since 2000. <laughs> it's only going up. And you know what? There's one white person in that town, and he's like half Cherokee Indian or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. already know. Yeah. <laughs> Part Mothman. As they walked through their stunningly white town that definitely didn't have a local clan chapter, they saw a light zip across the sky and crash into the woods on old Farmer Fisher's property. Now, Farmer Fisher and the Fisher farm is very important here. Like, uh, or not Farmer Fisher. I don't even know if Farmer Fisher's alive. All I know is that it's on Fisher Farm. Which is the key to remember. Okay. It's the key to remember because it all goes down on Fisher's Farm, baby. Well, Fisher so, Farm. The three hombres, four hombres, uh, went to the home of Kathleen May, who was the town milf. They proceeded to tell her tell their <laughs> story. <laughs> Kathleen, <laughs> Kathleen then called her hunky friend Eugene Lemon, who was a National Guardsman, and of course she called the family dog Richie. Richie. Rich- Richie. Um, <laughs> great name for a doggy. It is a fact. All of them together, I don't know how many there are now, they made their way to the crash site, or what they thought was a crash site. Could be thunk of as a crash site. Uh, upon their arrival, they were greeted by a sinister red pulsing light, one that is actually very prevalent among uh, West Virginian cryptids. You see it a lot. 
and I'll come back to that even later. Uh, using his standard issue U.S. Army flashlight. The Swiss, Swiss Army special. <laughs> using his standard issue U.S. Army flashlight. I assume that's what I read. It's a standard issue U.S. Army flashlight. It's probably one of those it's like, fucking high lumens at the time. It's probably one of those really thick fucking uh, mag lights that you can just knock somebody out with. Yeah. It takes well, like eight D batteries in the fucking spine of the thing. No, yeah, it weighs about 32 pounds. It's 1952. It probably had a car battery <laughs> attached to it. Carried it around in a backpack. Yeah, he has like a pack that he has on his belt that just has batteries <laughs> just, in it. Like, a, like the Ghostbusters, but he just has a fucking flashlight. <laughs> Except it's like so dim, right? It's like this shitty bulb that goes out every 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's dimming out. I need a boost. They bring a car up, they boost them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, Lemon fixated his beam at the top of the hill where the light was coming from. So it, this thing landed on top of a hill on Fisher's Farm, and, and it was in a wooded area. So, and there was not much light actually getting in there from like the moon or anything. So it was like pretty much completely dark. Was this supposed to supposedly a UFO? Is they don't know. Is that what they they're thinking? Know. That's what they think. They saw a big beam go across the sky and land on Fisher's Farm. So what happened next? Wood cement, Flatwoods, and Braxton County as a worldwide attraction and area of intrigue. And it has been uh, literally up until now. Like, there's still people visiting the town of Flatwoods, which has 250-ish people. Oh, like, it's really? a tiny town, tiny little town. And, and of course, they're American. The scariest thing of all, they've commercialized the shit out of Flatwoods Monster, of course. Right? Uh, just a weird so, interjection. Does West Virginia have, like, the Appalachian Mountains in it? That's that is the Appalachian State, bud. That's what I figured because like a lot of scary stories stem from the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains is Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, uh, and Appalachia runs from like Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Mount all Mama. So um, take me home. <laughs> uh, so what they saw was a being that stood 10 feet tall with a spade, like an ace of spade shaped head or hood. Yeah. And what was described as a dark colored metal dress like thing below the waist. The torso has been described as metallic as well, almost like an armor of sorts. Just really strange looking thing. And Pierce, we might have to cut here, but I'm just going to send you guys a picture. Uh, <laughs> that picture was drawn by Kathleen May, the MILF of the city on, on <laughs> MILF, town MILF on your right there. Town MILF. Um, so you got that jawline, boy. Holy fuck. <laughs> I thought that was two dudes. <laughs> you got them dick-sucking lips. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Okay. Are you guys talking about the Flatwoods Monster or Kathleen? You know how good she could probably cook, man? You come home from work, the house is clean. It's 1950. She's got a casserole <laughs> out and fuck. You just go Burn. home, get drunk, smash her, and then beat the shit out of her. It's 1950. <laughs> In 1950. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's the monster. Strange looking cat. The being's arms were twisted and clawed. So he had clawed, or the being's hands were twisted and clawed, and his hands were accompanied by a long skeleton like arms, as you can see in the picture. Mm -hmm. So what do um, they think this is when they see it? They don't, they don't really know what it is they're seeing. They're, they're sort of shocked. And they all explained it the exact same way without really like consulting like, each other yeah like they just sort of like spewed it out when they got to the police they all ran to the police so um, do, but like did they talk about it after did they think it was an alien yeah or... i think the common consensus is that this is a fucking 
It's not of this world for Outer sure. World. Obviously. Like it's, it, it's it's made of metal. It kind of looks like something that Star Trek would have as like one of the yeah. fucking beings. Or like something. And it's just such a weird thing that, to make up. Like to me, if I'm making up a scary fucking being, I'm not making up something that looks as stupid as that. <laughs> something futuristic. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, if you're like, making a scary being, you want it to have like giant teeth and fucking claws like, and whatever. It does have claws, but shit. not claws in that way. Like this thing looks retarded. <laughs> And honestly, you know? it looks like a Fortnite character. <laughs> yeah, it looks ridiculous. For y'all at home, for y'all at home, go look this up. Okay, yeah. So it's and its eyes pierce the very souls of the witnesses with shades of orange and red. So its eyes fucking glowed and hummed and had an ambience to them. Ooh, Rod. Weird. That being or the being appeared to levita- levitate slightly above the ground. Okay. From what they could see, that was the only way it could move. So it didn't have legs. Sort of levitated. Are we sure this wasn't Chris Angel in a suit? This was Chris Angel in a suit. (laughs) Skinny arms and all. (laughs) Chris Angel keeps making a reoccurrence in these episodes. So, really? (laughs) Last episode, Zach said something (laughs) about Chris Angel, too. No, he said something about the other magician guy, David Blaine. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I got a question here, Jake. Sorry. So, that that beam of light that they saw coming down. Was that from him? They think so. They think they think that well, it's it's awfully coincidental, you know. So uh, so you didn't see a a ship or nothing. They didn't see a ship or nothing. They didn't see any wreckage. But uh, who knows? Maybe that is the ship. Maybe so. What's controlling it is oh. like maybe that body we're seeing is the is its craft. Oh, like uh, <laughs> what the oh, fuck is that like a transformer? Uh... What the fuck is that movie with Eddie Murphy in there where he has like little aliens inside of his body? I'm very confused. Let's keep her going, Jake. Meet, anyway. Meet Dave. Meet Dave. You've never seen Meet uh, Dave? I've never seen Meet Dave. So basically Ever. it's Eddie Murphy as like a person and he's like going around New York. But there's like a bunch of little aliens inside of him controlling him. He's like a big robot that's normal human sized. Mm-hmm. That's Meet Dave. Well, I'll one-up you. Have you ever seen Joanna Man? No, you haven't. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> a thick, pungent, sickening mo- mist hung in the air. The being made a noise often described as a hiss or a shriek. Then he quickly glided towards the witnesses, almost lunging at them. The witnesses turned tail and ran, rightly so. Lemon even dropped his flashlight at that time, and they could still see him without the flashlight on. Now oh, this is important to remember. The car battery? You definitely <laughs> need <laughs> No, this is important that he dropped the flashlight and they could still see him. No, flashlight isn't pointed at him. He's so, glowing. So confirm okay. the flashlight is mobile. You can let go of it. It's not <laughs> you a can let go of it. suit. So um, it was pointing at the guys, like the people running, or the monster? So when they ran, uh, Eugene Lemon dropped his flashlight. Don't know what happened to the flashlight. All I know is it wasn't pointed at the Flatwoods monster. Uh, just remember that for later. The sickening mist affected the group for days, causing throat irritation, vomiting, and extreme nausea. So this mist had an effect on them. Like, it's legit, and they can't even dispute that. There's medical records of them being hospitalized for this shit. Really? And all of them, at all at the same time. Their dog even was sick, you know? But not to, uh, be, not to, not to be weird. Like, I understand the dog, that being weird. But um, my thing is, is 
thinking you saw something like that. Don't you think that would put you in a state of panic and make you feel fucking sick? Now listen to this. So officials pass these ailments off as side effects of hysteria. But mm. it is very worth noting that these symptoms directly correlate with the symptoms experienced when exposed to mustard gas. Oh. So mustard gas might be involved or something similar. Something similar. You never know what it could be, right? Some sort of alien fumare. You never know what they're cooking some, up there. Some government fucking super fucking. Yeah, and that's another thing. You never know. Could be a government soldier. thing. Could be a government thing. Kathleen May and Eugene Lemon reported this encounter to the local authorities. That was a mistake. Keep sightings and encounters away from officials and governments until you get an official story written up and you can do your own research. Because they ruined the fun. Just look at Roswell. Covered it up. Said it was a weather balloon. Who knows what it was at this point because it's fucked now. So, uh, anyway, the local sheriff and his deputy had been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area that night. Or that morning, sorry. Unrelated. Completely unrelated. Hmm. And decided to stop in at Fisher's Farm where they had... uh, made the stunning discovery of nothing. Didn't see a thing. Mm. So the next day, uh, A. Lee Stewart Jr., what a name, discovered skid marks and an odd gummy deposit. In my pants. He decided that it was best to wash (laughs) that pair of underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After washing said underwear, he moved on to Fisher's Farm where he found skid marks and an odd gummy deposit. This caught the attention of UFO investigators. So now we have a UFO investigation. Okay. Okay. Now we're into that portion. So, because of the weird track marks on the ground, not track marks, that's heroin. Because of the weird skid marks on the ground <laughs> and the weird gummy goo they found there, this is now an investigation, a full on UFO investigation. Run by who? UFO investigators, Project Blue Book. Oh, so like, a government official. More or less government official. They weren't really officially government, but they were attached to the government in, in a certain way. Okay. Uh, this is the official report given by the government. It was a barn owl illuminated by Eugene's flashlight. Oh, that's a, that's one big fucking owl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, an owl. Yeah. They could also, even a fucking bear. What happened when he uh, dropped his flashlight? You still see it. So it's not a fucking owl. That's almost as bad of a fucking excuse as the fucking weather balloon. Yeah, that sounds What's like with the government? They, they have hundreds of thousands of fucking employees and they can't come up with a fucking good excuse for something it's like they have like the worst guy to do it just on the spot one time <laughs> he's just the yeah, guy they're like up. come up with something right now he's like oh uh, it looks like an oh. owl kind of uh, flares <laughs> you know like uh-huh. fuck off and this isn't the only account of this happening there's actually other a lot of accounts of the flatwoods monster around the town of flatwoods and around like in a 50 mile radius one of these being miss audra harper's account Audra claims to have seen the Flatwoods monster while walking through the woods near her home uh, around the town of Heaters. This oddly named town is just five miles north of Flatwoods. Mm. Heaters, what a name. Um, Heaters. Heaters. Kind of like the episodes we've been having. I feel it. Heaters. Heaters. Uh, Audra and her friend were on their way to their local store. A usually pleasant walk, but today... Uh, they had to walk through the woods on account of the road leading out of the property being rutted and muddy. Uh, some would say that every single road in West Virginia is rutted and muddy. <laughs> <laughs> they're just behind on, they're behind on paving. Yeah. In 1952, this would be a nightmare to walk through just for a bag of chips. <laughs> they're getting their dresses dirty and whatnot, you know. 
Uh, around half a mile into their epic journey, they noticed a ball of fire on top of one of the many Appalachian hills they were passing by. Audra and her friend thought nothing of it, apparently. Uh, just simply one of their neighbors, fox chasing. I looked into what fox chasing was, and I have zero idea what it is. Um, Someone makes no sense. No, but with fire? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you weird. Know? I, what? I'm thinking if it's an Appalachian hill, what if it's somebody burning moonshine? I don't fucking know. But yeah, it could like be moonshine still. Maybe that's you know what, what I mean? fox chasing that's... means. Maybe they blew up their fucking still. If anybody knows what they mean by fox chasing, please email right us and let us know. You can really hear my voice. I'm losing my voice on account of my intro. I can hear it myself. So that took a lot out of a guy. 14 times. Yeah, I had to do it 18 times in a fucking row. Anyway, don't know what fox, tri- fox chasing is and why they need fire to do it. But uh, Audra looked back at the fire a little while later and was shocked to see no fire and a large 10-foot-tall dark being staring ominously at her with big red eyes. Same descriptions as good old Flatty. They, of course, ran and told everyone they knew, but evidently people didn't care. Keep in mind, this is actually shortly before the Fisher Farm incident. A couple days before. Weird, right? A couple days. Yeah. Weird. Weird lead-up. So, we have another encounter. Strange encounter of the third kind. Close encounter. Another encounter happened on September 13th, 1952, the day after the Fisher Farms incident. Okay. This okay, time, I gotta, I, but the thing is, is were these stories gone public? Not, not at this point. September 13th is the day after. They didn't even have time to publish a newspaper yet. Okay, so that's and interesting plus, too. This is the night of September 12th that this happened originally, so this is the next yeah. day couple hours, maybe even eight hours later. This time, it was near Strange Creek. Another fucking odd name. Strange Creek is 20 miles south of Flatwoods. Uh, I don't know what it is with Virginia and weird names. I'll even get to another weird name after this. George and Edith Snitowski, along with their 18-month-old son, were taking a lovely drive in a rural area between Clay and Braxton County along Route 4. Uh, So the fabled Route 4 through West Virginia. Their car decided it would be really funny if it just died. Of course, it wasn't very funny, and now Big Bad George had to try and get the damn thing going again. I can just imagine uh, how pissed off he was, eh? Oh, it's 1952, <laughs> he's hitting the hood, he's hammered, no seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, he's just no. fucking pissed. Kid, kid doesn't pissed have off. a car seat. <laughs> doesn't have a car seat, he's actually strapped to the roof. He's using the kid as a block to hoist his car up. <laughs> he on the, he's using the kid as a jack stand. <laughs> um... Things looked grim for the Snitowskis. There was not another car in sight, and it was nighttime. Yeah. All the workings for a horror movie. As Mr. and Mrs. Snitowski were figuring what it was they were going to do, a foul stench filled their nostrils. The boy began to cry, and a strange light illuminated the world around them as a 10-foot-tall dark being hovered in front of their vehicle. Obviously, this is very similar to the Fisher Farms incident, but the being wasn't wearing its spade-shaped hood this time. This one's head and face was reptilian in nature and bony. Ooh. The, being, the Ooh. being dragged its bony, clawed hand along the hood of George's car before ultimately retiring into the woods. As soon as the being was out of sight, the car started up again after George turned, it, George turned the key, and I'm assuming they drove as fast as they could home. Yeah, got the fuck out of there. Got the fuck out of yeah. there. So maybe at this time it had taken its hood off, or its helmet, and had revealed its true face. We don't know. That is very possible. Very, very eerily similar uh, description. 
stench, 10 feet tall, black being. Um, did, did any of these other people uh, get sick? Or have I don't know. Medical records, do you know? I didn't hear. I didn't, I didn't read that. But all I know is the first people got sick. But the stench still prevailed, right? Did they describe like what the stench was? Sulfuric, almost. That's a super common thing with like alien crash sites and that kind of stuff is like a weird stench that yeah. happens from them. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Could be the metals they're using. Yeah. If they're foreign metals, they could oxidize in our atmosphere, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Because uh, metal, if if uh, introduced to a different oxygen or a different element, stinks. Yeah. Uh, just look at when you're welding something. It fucking stinks. Yeah. So that's it for the, the Flatwoods monster. It took them 50 years to come to the conclusion that it was just a fucking owl. Oh. <laughs> um, so they're fucking stupid. Classic. Great work. They're not there. a fucking owl. Oh, actually, I'm glad they don't know what it was. I'm glad it's completely unexplained. I'm glad nobody fucking believes that bullshit owl excuse. <laughs> Has there been any more uh, sites seen? No, never. Never since uh, 1952. Just those three days. Just those wild three week or yeah, week or so, two weeks. Weird, um, man. Fucking weird. And I'm assuming if it if it were a being from a different planet, I'm assuming it got scooped up either by the military or by its homies. The homies probably, he probably Ubered out of there. Probably fucking, yeah, zoinked out of there. <laughs> Got beamed up. So, uh, my next thing is my favorite. Favorite cryptid of all time. Okay. Actually. Mothman. After seeing the Mothman, Mothman prophecies as a kid in 2002, when it came out, I didn't watch it in 2002. I probably watched it in 2004, 2005. Uh, I instantly was hooked on the Mothman. I thought it was the coolest fucking thing. You don't really get to see him much in that movie from what I remember. But... Just the idea of the Mothman is very cool to me. This uh, first appearance of the Mothman was actually a couple days before the famous one. Uh, the famous one was uh, weirdly outside of an old abandoned TNT factory. But a couple days before that, three or four grave diggers in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, looked up to see a 10 or 12 foot humanoid with 10 foot wingspan sitting in the tree above them with glowing red eyes they of course reported it to their uh superiors and they thought wow you guys are fucking stupid bye and they were probably quickly fired and then hanged or something because it was you know 1966 so jesus 50 years ago (laughs) on november 15th 1966 roger and linda scarberry along with steve and mary millette we're out at the old World War II TNT area. Also, there's a factory there. It's old and abandoned. Uh, fucking around, doing whatever young couples in the mid-60s did. Most likely, Nashed. most likely, yeah, just fucking. Um, Dipping that fucking dick in a dunkaroo, boy. <laughs> the TNT area is actually now a wildlife management area, I guess. TNT area didn't attract too many visitors, apparently. <laughs> uh, you can actually camp in this area, too. With a name like that. Like now? Yeah, you can camp in the in the um, wildlife management area. Well, what the fuck are we doing? I know. I want to go there. I will be going there someday. Uh, that would be a funny video. Looking for Mothman. Mothman hunting. We'll pair it with Bigfoot hunting. Fuck yeah. What these young couples saw that night has spawned countless books, movies, TV shows, and has even showed up in video games. Uh, as they were driving around, they encountered a, encountered a being... With the body of a man and a 10-foot wingspan, the being flew over their car and followed them uh, for miles. It wouldn't leave them alone. 
They described it as having gray skin and a bird or moth-like wings. After this was reported to, to the police, fucking casuals. <laughs> After this report was reported to the police, the story went silent until Mothman started showing up again a couple months later. He would show up everywhere around Point Pleasant, West Virginia. People saw him for just over a year. And every time they saw him, every single person reported that they felt an overwhelming sense of dread. So mm. they felt sick to their stomachs with dread. They, something bad was happening to them as they saw him. Sort of like an omen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, These moths sightings... are scary shit, apparently, aren't they? Moths? Is it moths? I don't know. Is oh, mo- no, I'm thinking of, what are they called? Lost? Some shit. Is Mothman still dusty like normal moths? <laughs> dusty? <laughs> yeah, you know, moths are kind of like dusty on the outside. Like, they have like a powder I... to them. Yeah, How far of a radius was this away from the farm? Uh, um, uh, I think Point Pleasant is on the farthest most west side of Virginia. It's bordering with Ohio. There's, there's a bridge in Point Pleasant that connects it to Ohio. We'll get to that. Uh, the sightings all culminated in one big breaking point. December 15th, 1967. One year and one month exactly since the two young couples first reported seeing the Mothman. A disaster happened. The silver bridge that connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia to Galapagos or Gal- Galapagos Islands. Galapagos, Ohio collapsed, killing 46 people. Witnesses claim that the Mothman was there and was at the top of the bridge. Others don't care. 46 people are now dead because of it. Was every person that was there died? Yeah, pretty much. Um, That's weird. Author John Keel claims that the Mothman is a bad omen from a different dimension. But who's to say, really? He, he, he wrote the Mothman Prophecies. But it, he actually is it's a fucking really good book and movie. And there's, there's a lot of reports of Mothman being at the, at the bridge collapse. But I don't know if any of those have any fucking base in them, you know? Substance? Me, yeah, I don't, I don't know if any of them have any real substance. To me, I think Mothman is just a bad omen. He, like, he's a harbinger of death, people call him. And he shows up and, you know, something bad is going to happen eventually. Yeah. Kind in the near future. see you after work. Yeah, exactly. So I know I'm just going to get bullied. Mothman has actually had a career revival over the past few years. He's been spotted numerous times in Chicago. Chicago. All of them, all of them state the same thing. Large black humanoid with massive wings and, a, and big red eyes, screaming as it flies overhead. Uh, there's actually been hundreds, if not thousands, of sightings in Chicago over the past three, four years. So he migrated. He migrated there's up. Of, there's a lot of crack in Chicago. There is. But actually, uh, one of these stories stands out. September 24th, 2020. Very recent. 15-year USPS veteran. Uh, as a woman, uh, I can't remember her name. USPS? Her, yeah, so USPS, uh, United so States Postal Service. Her name is Gail. Let's, let's go with Gail. Gail tells the story like this. I had just left work at the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport at about 11 p.m. on Thursday, 24th of September. Oh. I was walking up when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking lot where I usually park. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I unlocked my car, which caused my headlights to come on. My headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look directly at me. I saw that this was not some person, but a thing being with red eyes glowing and piercing my soul. Pretty much just like what everyone else said. And what appeared to be a coat uh, were actually wings, which it spread out as it turned to look at me. 
At first, I thought it was some kind of very, very large bird, but I've never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm five foot four, and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. So they could be tall. Uh, this thing then started making some sort of chirping sound, almost like a half chirp, half click, like someone was clicking their tongue, but much, much faster. It made some sort, some type of screeching sound. It took off running towards me. It got within 10 feet of me and took off into the air and flew above me. I was, I was screaming hysterically as I crouched down behind the car's open door, and I dived into my car head first. I was in a near panic as I tried to start the car, close and lock the doors, and turn on my interior lights. I started my car, took off out of the parking lot, and flew down the road till I hit the main road. I got home, and I told my husband, who works at the same facility, and he was the one who told me about the sightings of this thing. I was scared shitless, and I hope I never see this thing again. This thing is roaming around the area, scaring people half to death. Hope the airport people decide to do something about this thing someday. Now, the airport, Chicago O'Hare, has actually reported, like, air traffic control has reported seeing this thing. Weird. Really? And pilots have reported seeing him. Flying. Yeah, like, at the airport, near the airport. Ripping around being a fucking nuisance. Nuisance of free flight. I guess. It's cold in, in fucking Chicago. So those are my two stories. Uh, like I said before, the scariest thing about both of them is the fact that they've been commercialized to death in their respective towns. Point Pleasant uh, has a Mothman museum with a bunch of bullshit in it. Yeah. Uh, they also sell uh, millions of t-shirts a fucking year with Mothman's body on it. Oh, I guarantee uh, that, yeah. Flatwood's entire economy is based on the Flatwood's monster. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's good that it's kept Flatwood's from being a deserted town. That's what we should do. We should buy an RV and go to a bunch of these fucking places in the States where this has happened. Just... I want to. Just cryptid hunting. That's what we're going to do. Just drive around. Fuck yeah. So if anybody wants this to happen, fucking share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can live off of it in an RV in the States somewhere (laughs) going to all these weird ass places. We need to make enough money to do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I heard the scariest cryptid of all is actually in Las Vegas on the strip. So we might have to go um, investigate that one. (laughs) That's first on the list. Preferably, yeah, there's a, there's one that lives in the presidential suite of the uh, Bellagio. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the Mob. Yeah, it's called the Mob. <laughs> but the thing is, is I think your name has to be Pierce to pay for the entire trip in order to see it. Oh yeah, just yeah, it's just dox me. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. <dude. laughs> all right, yeah, that's my story. I'm all done. Nice. Stories. So, fellas, let me describe a situation for you. Have you okay. ever been minding your own business? And then out of the corner of your eye, you see a dark figure watching you. But as soon as you look over, that motherfucker is gone. Yeah. That, my friend, is the cryptid we're going to cover now called Shadow People. Nice. Rumors float around about the shadows being otherworldly beings haunting victims as a way to communicate. It's a reflection from the sun. (laughs) That's all it is. It's It's actually an owl. It's just eye floaties. (laughs) That's all it is. It's just some kid with colored contacts. and (laughs) Disbelievers and quote-unquote doctors say it may be the beginnings of a mental disorder. Seeing uh, these same signs, you know, seeing things that aren't there and believing that they're being gang-stalked by these beings and such is uh, usually correlated to the catch-all of schizophrenia or early paranoia. Paranoid schizophrenics. Yeah. My problem with the mental health diagnosis is that I can see is that there are so many people around the world that have witnessed these beings like universally. So you can't just 
put that kind of catch all over it and diagnose like say a couple hundred thousand people at the same time saying <laughs> oh they they all got the same disorder because it's yeah. not uh all from the same area so you couldn't say oh somebody poisoned the water in the local well or whatever fuck right and everybody was seeing <laughs> the same shit because they were tripping right Right. Yeah, not like the nine people who got fucking drugged and saw the fucking Flatwoods monster. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Then again, I'm no doctor, uh, clearly. <clears throat> that Fancy being said, either. let's move on to these creatures. These shadows have been reported in a lot of different ways from either very faint and misty or as solid as a person standing right there, but all, all black, of course. Of course. Some of these shadows have been said to have eyes, and the eyes show a different characteristic or temperament of them. Things have been claimed like the ones that have glowing white eyes are smarter and move faster than the ones that have other colors of eyes. Okay. Which like is Furbies. Like Furbies. So they're like mood rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. But the first thing I thought about when I... Uh, when I heard that was just the glowing white eyes was a video of the dude. It's a black guy at night and they're just taking a video outside and he just comes out of fucking nowhere and he's just smiling and it looks like somebody is shining a flashlight into the camera because his teeth and his <laughs> eyes are reflecting so bad. Yeah, that's the one where he laughs. He goes, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that black dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, whenever I see images of shadow people, I guess they're not really images. They're more renditions because you can't photograph something that uh, you can't photograph something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wouldn't show up on digital or film. Yeah, because like a lot of it, in my opinion, is it you're only seeing it through your eyes. Yeah, exactly. The renditions of them are always very non-distinct. That's like very blurry. You know what I mean? Yeah, because well, it's also in your peripherals, right? Yeah. So if you were able, if you were able to look at it dead on, it might not be as blurry. There's also a different type of shadow person, a subcategory, if you will. And this okay. guy, well, I'm calling him a guy because his name is Hatman. Hey, Hatman. Hatman is a dark figure, like all the other shadow entities, except the Hatman is dressed in long, like almost. Yeah, like almost a trench coat, right? But apparently he's been seen in a few different outfits, either the trench coat or he's wearing a suit or he's wearing just like old-timey clothes, that kind of shit. Guys he's a trendsetter. He's a trendsetter. <laughs> but the main thing for... like he's a hipster. The main common thing for him is that he is always wearing a hat. Some people what kind say, of hat? Like a fedora? Well, some people say it's a top hat, while others have said they've seen him with a fedora, so... Nice. It's up to it's not like guy. a fucking uh, like a you know Cincinnati Reds ball cap. <laughs> he's got a Yankees cap on. He's got a Cubs a Yankee on. with no brim. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing the Yankee with no brim. Another thing that he always keeps and that he's been seen uh, interacting with is his uh, baller Penis. gold watch that he has. Nice man, guys, guy fucking <laughs> guys dripping. Yeah, he's sauced. Shadow man we're going to say, has a lot more balls than the other cool. shadow people. Well, he's from New York. <laughs> he's not one of the ones that's just going to disappear, you know, in the corner of your eye and then dip. Oh, what you're saying, he's not a pussy. Yeah, Shadow Man's hanging, you know? Right. Shadow Man's staying around. As many people have said, he stays around and then uh, nonchalantly walks away. <laughs> just actually walks out. <laughs> like he just, just gets bored? Yeah. Just pimp walking out of there. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like the, gets bored of the situation. The whole mo of Shadow Man is that he breeds or lives on fear, right? So okay. that's why he goes for easy prey. He shows up with people that have just gone through tragedy, you know. Oh, okay. So he'll affect people like that, or one of his favorite people to fuck with in the entire world, people that are experiencing sleep paralysis. Right. Because basically sleep paralysis, there's that's like max level of fear on almost right, everybody that goes through it. You literally have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So he likes to just show up and just watch that happen, apparently. <laughs> so, okay. so Hatman's kind of an asshole that we're getting to, Bit right? But there are some circumstances of people claiming that he has attacked them. They said they could feel him choking them. And well, that's uh, common with sleep paralysis, though. Yeah, exactly. But as I said, he feeds off of fear, but creates fear himself. So it becomes almost a self-feeding negativity cycle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then he'll just keep fucking with the same person until eventually he just gets tired of them. What I was going to do was bring up a bunch of stories that I'd found on like uh, Reddit and stuff because there is like a Shadow Man subreddit. Subreddit, yeah. Same with uh, just a Hat Man specifically subreddit. And there's a lot of stories on there. But I have decided that I'm going to give my own experience with the Shadow People. Right. Okay. Fucking buckle in, boys. All right, hang on. Bum buckle. <laughs> so let's start. <laughs> this is a. Uh, It's not a super uncommon story. I know Jake knows a bit of it. So basically, in my younger days, I was a big time fucking weed guy. Cron. Basically, yeah, absolute chronic. That was all I did. That's all I look forward to is just smoking. Hey, fucking everyone's got to do that every once in a while. But, you know, I probably should have taken the red flags because shit kind of got weird once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my brain would uh, justify these episodes that I would have as greening out. And that's, well, totally justifiable by me, I'd think. Sounds correct. Fuck, yeah. Like, <laughs> So I assume that's all it was. Well, that shit kind of changed when there was one night when I had only taken a fucking little puff. And that shit happened again. So it, I had to take out greening out because that obviously wasn't it. Right, because it was such a little amount. Yeah, So I was like, what the fuck is going on, right? Before I get any further, I should describe what these incidents or episodes were. Mm -hmm. So it would start slow, a building anxiety, like a weight on top of me, just slowly pushing down. And then I would start seeing it. Like, did you, were you short of breath and stuff too? Like a weight usually means like you're short of breath, you know, your heart's beating real fast. Yeah, that would come on later. Those panic attack kind of feelings, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it would start slow and building. And then out of the corner of my eye, I would start start seeing them, you know, Uh just little glimpses, little shadows that I would see. And then they would start getting closer. I could feel them getting closer, you know, closing in on me multiple. And uh, at this point, because it happened a few times, I had a routine, right? I would Uh uh, close my eyes and kind of curl up, cover my ears. (laughs) There's a reason I covered my ears because of the fucking the voices what so that's when the voices would start over and over again the same thing repeating different voices it wasn't my own they weren't voices that i recognized but it would be the same thing over and over again and they would always be saying you know you shouldn't have done that over and over again for hours that's the thing. weird it was 
as clear as you and me talking right now. It felt like somebody was there standing beside me, whispering that shit into my ears. The fuck? That is weird. After each one of these episodes, I would usually be able to fall asleep after it subsided. And Which then came down. Yeah. And then they would. Your st- body is probably exhausted, dude. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because I'm sweating. I'm fucking shaking. I'm freaking You're out. You're in shock, basically. Yeah. For a few days after that, they would still be there. Like, it kind of felt like I was just being fucked with, kind of gang-stalked by them, as I said. Mm-hmm. But they would always go away. You know, the anxiety that came with them, the bad feelings that I was being followed or watched. After, like, usually a long time would be a week. It would be like one or two days, and it would go away. Mm-hmm. Shit would stop, and it would go back to normal. And, uh, and was, this, was this happening every time you smoked? No, this would just be kind of at random. It would happen, fuck, I think it happened four or five times, and then it just stopped happening altogether for pretty much a year. About a year later of just regularly smoking and this never happening and them never showing up, and I was going fucking hard. Shit was not good. No, I remember you at that time. You smoked way too much. Yeah, so... A lot of cheating and chowing. A lot of it. But it got to a point where it was just, uh, I had pretty much forgotten about any of that shit happening because it hadn't happened in so long. So right. I was like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> My brain had just deleted that shit, you know, traumatic event and huh. fucking just shut it down. Right. So this would have been about four years ago, I believe. And that was the last time that it happened to me. The experience was so intense The voices were screaming this time, and it felt like I was stuck inside of my head for years going through this. Eventually, I come out of that, right? I thought, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to go away, and then it'll be fine, and then I'll just go back to fucking whatever, right? Like I normally do. Right. Well, a few weeks go by. I'm still seeing them. They're still following. So I didn't know what the fuck to do. I just decided to live with it the feeling of someone or something watching me all the time all hours of the day okay at this point it's months since i've fucking even been near weed haven't smelled it haven't anything yet this shit is still happening i'll have just those episodes the same thing they'll be fucking saying the same shit except i don't know what's triggering it now I don't have right. a justification for it. Like before I could say, well, I just fucking, it's weed, man. Yeah. Well, when it's completely out of your system and it's still happening, that's when it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. It is, but it isn't. I, Are you thinking like it's like residual? I think shit? This, this is my opinion on a Pierce. Take it how you will. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not even saying this is what it is. I'm just saying like this could be a reason for an explanation. I mean, a lot of people... Like, I'm not even talking, like, spiritually. A lot of people, when they come down off of something, and, like, weed is addictive. Like, you can't say weed isn't addictive. No, tons of people love to say that it's not, but it is. It is. And anytime you start to come down off of something that you're addicted to, it's not just the feeling or sense. It's a sense of routine, too. You know what I mean? So lots of times when you come down off of that routine, your head tries to fill a void of that routine that you used to do. And I've heard a lot of people, even when they quit smoking, like kind of shit like that, because your body doesn't know how to react without doing that routine. So your head tries to fill a void. Yeah, no. And try to keep itself fucking busy. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to dismiss your story, but like 
No, there's just, a there's a, basically there's an endorphin uptake that your brain is missing at that point. It's going to have to supplement that somehow. Yeah, and it'll fill it whatever way it kind of seems fit. So anyway, I was sorry. Gr- I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off and just like say it like that. Oh no, but I'm, like I'm here for discussion. Like, I'm good with it. Yeah, and that's just that's just my opinion. And like I've honestly have heard stories like that. Yeah, you know. And since weed is a, a fucking uh, what's it called? psychoactive you know what i mean yeah it's it even if you're used to it, it it's hard to control where it's gonna go even though it's not a hallucinogenic well that's the thing it can be a lot more dangerous than people let on like everybody especially, acts like it's the safest people who are susceptible to kind of things like that oh absolutely like everybody says it's the safest shit in the fucking world right but <laughs> i'm i can tell you firsthand that it's not there are dangers that can be with it some people never have issues ever but some people no, man, in the I same fucking weed. I get way too paranoid. So <clears throat> sorry. Sorry. Uh, whenever I whenever I smoke, I just like fall asleep. <laughs> Lots of people are like that. Yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't get paranoid in like your sense. I'd get paranoid like fuck man, the cops are gonna come break down the fucking door <laughs> and like fucking like shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? My paranoia was always gonna be my parents coming in, but then again, they definitely fucking knew what was going on. Oh, for sure they did. <laughs> it's fucking bad, man. So anyway, I was going to film school at the time and all this shit is still happening. Sleepless nights. And this is five months after. So I'm having still sleepless nights, constantly seeing these fucking figures. There's like if I'm driving on like flat fucking roads where I can see everything, I'll see a vehicle behind me you know, and then just disappear when I fucking look away. Like that shit was going on. Definitely wasn't having a good time. Like I'm pretty fucking mangled at this point. My brain is starting to latch onto things that aren't even real for comfort. My (laughs) life at this point, my life is just getting to a dangerous point. You know, one of those nights I almost went to the hospital because one of these episodes, my heart was going so fucking hard that I could see my chest moving. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was getting too much for me to just ignore this shit anymore. Uh, I kept going. Fast forward a few more months. This is, well, almost a year later since it initially happened. I'm at home uh, working now. I get a hotshot that's a long ways away. It's pretty much eight hours one way. It had been at least a month before anything like really full-blown had happened. But uh, I guess today was the day that shit was about to go down again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I make my delivery and I stop at this really small town, like hours away from the next fill up. So just this kind of middle of fucking nowhere town. I fill my truck up. Yeah, I fill my truck up. I go in, have a piss. I pay for it. And then right as soon as I get done paying... I look over and I just see them. These fucking shadow figures that have been fucking with me for a year at this point. So you can look at them dead on? This was the only time that this ever happened. Was that I just saw them just standing there. Outside, like on the sidewalk across the street. And I could see them. They were just standing there. Motionless, right? So I fucking peel out of there. I hop in my truck and I'm... (laughs) I'm fucking getting out of there as fast as possible, you know? Right. But then I look in my mirror as I pull out of this gas station, like look back to see if they're still there and they're fucking, they're gone. That was it. You know? Why didn't, why didn't you bother to ask like, yo, do you guys see anything across the street to people inside? 
at this point, it had gotten to a point where I wasn't really talking to other people at all. I was kind of just isolating do, myself. Do you think that it was something that you were just seeing? Or do you think that, like, what do you, like, what do you think? I'm convinced that it was something that only I was seeing. Like, personally, I'm convinced it was something that my brain was making up. Yeah. Right. That's what I think. Especially because you're at such a susceptible time. Yeah, like, that's that's the best justification I could make for it. Anyway, yeah. I'm driving my truck fucking... Not that I'm trying to shut it down. I was, I'm just trying to... No, for sure. But I'm, uh, I'm driving my truck out of here at this point, and my brain is running through just hypothetical up after fucking hypothetical of what could be going on, what's causing this, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, my brain latches on to the idea that this town that I was just in has a serial killer with a fucking murder dungeon in his basement. What? That's what my brain latches onto, and full on, I believe that shit. Oh, like this isn't true. No, that's just what oh. my brain decided was the justification for that. Those people were asking for help. Right. And Jesus Christ, that was the worst drive I've ever had home. Like it took, <laughs> like, I was about an hour away from the place when I finally calmed down and I was kind of feeling normal, right? Right. But that one was the last straw for me. I said, this is fucking it. So. I go and I book with my family doctor, kind of give them the rundown of what's going on so then I can get a referral to a psychiatrist, right? Huh? Now I'm thinking, well, if anybody can fix this, it's going to be that fucking psychiatrist, right? Yeah. How fucking misinformed was I, man? <laughs> this. <laughs> so this psychiatrist makes me fill out a form, right? I tell him pretty much exactly what I just said up there, or before sorry i said up there because i'm reading off <laughs> off of a word document <laughs> so he makes me fill out a form and then he uh sits down and he chats with me right and i can just tell this guy doesn't fucking like me i'm trying to explain everything and i'm bumbling my words because i'm nervous right yeah i don't want to fuck this up this might be my only chance because this took like months to get into this fucking anybody like, yep they're not easy to get a hold of yeah so, uh, anyway, I tell him the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And you want to know what he tells me? Hmm. Mild anxiety disorder. Writes me a prescription for antidepressants and pretty much tells me if I ever need a refill to come back. Oh, God. That was the fucking treatment that I got for that shit. What a piece mm. of shit. That fucking yeah. guy. Eventually, like, uh, I kind of get my shit more in control. I see a different lady who's a psychologist and said, and we're, we talk through it and that kind of shit. She took the time to actually give a fuck about what was going on. Right. So it was a lot nicer to have. Right. So she gave me tools to deal with these kind of episodes and that kind of shit. And it's been a lot easier since. But the moral of my story here, why I wanted to bring it up, is to not take advice from any dumb fuck, even if they have doctor in their name. Because if I would have fucking stayed with that fuckhead and not looked for somebody else to help me, I'd probably be either dead or in an asylum by now. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. why I laughed at that. <laughs> that fucking guy deserves the fucking rope if anybody does. That guy deserves to be in an asylum. That guy Fuck deserves him. to fucking lose his license. Like... There were times when I was thinking about it, like the bumbling of this fucking guy deserves somebody to actually do something about it, you know? Well, it's a lot harder for somebody. Like, you're lucky you are able to walk away and go talk to somebody else. A lot of people would just think, like, man, he just thinks I'm fucking stupid and fucking crazy. Like, even if a fucking psychiatrist thinks like that, like, who else is going to fucking listen to me? 
Yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yep. like at least you had the courage to go and talk to somebody else. Like we definitely... And get the tri- the, tr- the fucking treatment needed. No, or for sure. To you, right? But this fucking guy, that I have more stories about this fucking guy, but I'm not going to get into them today. But if we ever do again, he's a fucking reprobate. Like, he's the worst person I've ever met in my life. And the meds that he put me on fucking pretty much ruined my life. Zombied. Yeah, like, I haven't been the same since. And it's getting better as the years go on, but this is fucking ridiculous, you know? Yeah, but, that's... Uh, yeah. But to all of our listeners, if you're going through something fucking crazy it doesn't even have to be fucking seeing people shadow people gang stalking you all the time crazy but if you're going through something you there are people that can help you just have to really yeah, find man, it's, those, it's those baby steps you gotta take yeah you know and uh if you end up with some fucking degenerate like i did that just dismisses everything you said and doesn't listen to you or whatever just Fucking save yourself the trouble, get up and walk out. That guy's a fucking useless piece of shit if you ever end up with somebody like that. But that is, uh, that's my PSA. <laughs> okay, we went off, uh, cryptids to a mental health rant, but at least, at least I was good at mental health rant. I think that's very, uh, courageous of you to even say that stuff, Bruce. Why? Yeah, man, that's super, that's super fucking dope of you. Even you just for that? anyone with, like, any sort of, uh, man, even uh if you're fucking mental just, issues. Even if you're just feeling depressed right now, you know? Everybody goes through fucking depression and shit like that. Everybody deals it with different ways that they seem fit. Not to downplay it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. No, like I'm I'm not. Like there's obviously different forms of like severe depression and things like that, but it's like find the help that you think that you need and don't think that it's you're not worth to go get that help or anything like that. You know, reach out to make sure you you take that step up and talk to people you care about and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh open up, man. That's the biggest thing. It's like we're three 20 year old dudes on a podcast right now being real about this shit. You know, there's yeah. nothing that anybody in this entire world should ever be ashamed of. Yeah, there's, kind of there's nothing to be ashamed of. Are, are people going to look at me different if because of the story that I just shared? Fuck if, if I they care. do, then they don't deserve to fucking be around. <laughs> yeah. They don't deserve to be around us. Like the guys that I'm doing the podcast with right now, fucking Zach and Jake, aren't going to look at me different. So do I give a fuck? Not like I look at you no. different. I look at you as a, more of a man now. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's more ballsy to step up and fucking say something. Uh, oh, exactly. Stay quiet and suck it up. That's yeah. what I mean. All right, y'all. Should we wrap this up or what? I feel like we should. I don't want. That was a good place I don't to end it. End that, but it, it did end on a good note, actually. Yeah, it was you a know? real special episode. <laughs> it was a special episode. You know, we kind of touch bases on everything from study notes to personal fucking experiences with this kind of shit, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was kind of a variety of everything. And uh, hopefully this shit was good for, like, if you guys like these kind of fucking podcasts, man, fucking, you guys got to message us because this is something completely different than we've ever done before. Yeah, for sure right yeah. so if you want to see more kind of shit like this where we it's scripted and we did our research and shit like that like let us know obviously we're not going to be doing it every time we're not those kind of podcasts no it's not completely but, scripted but we did no our oh, oh fuck no of course not but i meant like our our cryptid things that we were studying ourselves were mostly yeah. studied studied at least right yeah yeah so i think that'll be uh kind of it well thank you so we'll much be dropping for listening again every monday every monday that's the plan Yes, sir. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully it's awesome. You guys, hopefully you guys made it through this entire episode without shit in your pants. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we will see you guys back 
next Monday we'll be back on our bullshit. So all right. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, no matter what, don't tell your uncle. <laughs>